June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The American hero who killed Osama bin Laden, banned from Delta Airlines after refusing to wear a mask. Then, the Golden State Killer and the claim that he's faking frailty. Do you think that his demeanor is an act? And wait till you hear what he had to say when he took off his mask. Plus, the Steve Bannon arrest. Did this woman finance her plastic surgery with donations to build the wall? That's nobody's business that I had plastic surgery. And... The woman who knocked on her neighbor's door. It's me. Why police are calling it a plot to kidnap a baby. Then, 500 kids, one day camp. There you go. And not one case of COVID all summer. It's a miracle. What are they doing right that we can all learn from? Plus, the bride and groom who canceled their big wedding reception because of the pandemic. Wait till you see what they did with all that food. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The battle against COVID-19 is far from over in this country. 174,000 people have died. But the trend for new cases is starting to slow. Experts say that's thanks to social distancing and masks. So when this ex-Navy SEAL, who's credited with killing Osama bin Laden, bragged about not wearing a mask on a plane, many people were furious. Jim Ray reports. The hero who killed Osama bin Laden is speaking out about being banned from Delta Airlines for not wearing a mask. Former SEAL Team 6 member Robert O'Neill posted this selfie aboard a Delta flight with the message, I am not a blank. Delta banned him, but O'Neill remains defiant today, posting, thank God it wasn't Delta flying us in when we killed bin Laden. We weren't wearing masks. Not many of the 460,000 bikers who attended the huge motorcycle rally in Sturgis South Dakota were wearing masks either. And health officials say cases directly linked to the rally are now coming to light. 29 cases have been identified so far. Health officials are advising anyone who attended bars in Sturgis to self-quarantine. College parties continue to cause concern across the USA, like this one at the University of Arizona. 500 students at North Carolina State are in quarantine after attending frat parties. Now the college is switching to online classes. I hoped that as college students we could have been responsible enough to maybe keep this from happening. And check this out. The crowd at a high school football game in Alabama. With pro sports playing in empty stadiums, does this look like a good idea? And in Utah, a high school football game was halted when spectators were ordered to put on their masks and stay farther apart. 
in Los Angeles on orders of the mayor. The power has been cut to the mansion where a wild party was held for TikTok stars. That means no air conditioner in the middle of an intense heat wave. Now the dude who provided entertainment for the event is speaking out and he's not one bit sorry. At the end of the day, people are going to choose freedom, and that's where we're at. How long is this lockdown going to last? Are we going to roll over and, 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 and you know, play dead? What's the point of being alive? That's where everybody's at. Those out-of-control fires sweeping Northern California are also impacting the coronavirus crisis, says KXTV meteorologist Tracy Humphrey. Yesterday, we had unhealthy air quality. We had hazardous air quality, and we have had some of the most unhealthy air quality in the world in the Bay Area. Over the years, California has had more than its fair share of natural disasters, but this month seems like Armageddon. There's a surge in COVID-19 cases, wildfires burning out of control in the Napa Valley, a heat wave with triple-digit temperatures in Southern California, and rolling power outages because utilities can't keep up with demand. There was even an earthquake. A single nightmarish image sums up what the state is going through. This sign outside a California senior center warning everyone to wear masks engulfed in flames. What a haunting photo. Other news today, Joseph D'Angelo, the man known as the Golden State Killer, learned his fate today after a week of heartbreaking testimony from his victims. But is the serial killer really as frail as he appears to be in court? Prosecutors are now saying he's faking it. Is the Golden State Killer faking that frail old man appearance? All this week, we've seen 74-year-old Joseph D'Angelo confined to a wheelchair. All rise. He sat disheveled and showed zero emotion as he listened to all those heartbreaking victim impact statements as woman after woman bravely faced him down. He's a selfish, sadistic, calculating, cruel, pathetic piece of scum. Michelle Cruz, whose sister Janelle was slain by D'Angelo in 1986, says his lack of reaction left her frustrated. Didn't matter what I said, I don't think I got a reaction out of him. He just sat there and stared out. Now prosecutors say D'Angelo is faking it. Sacramento District Attorney Anne-Marie Schubert says prison video exists showing D'Angelo looking animated and agile. Somebody said there's a method to his madness. And um, I think Mr. D'Angelo is very calculating and cunning and doing whatever he can, whatever's in his own best interest. None of this comes as a surprise to D'Angelo's former fiance, Bonnie Olson, who memorably stared him down in court earlier this week. I think he's been acting for 60 years. Today's hearing returned to a ballroom at Cal State Sacramento due to COVID concerns. You would bow your heads. When participants were asked to bow their heads in memory of his victims, D'Angelo kept staring straight ahead. He finally stood up, removed his mask, and spoke. I've listened to all your statements, each one of them. And I'm really sorry to everyone I've heard. He was sentenced to life for his 13-year campaign of 50 rapes and 13 murders. We are adjourned. 
D'Angelo's string of crimes began back in 1975 and lasted for 11 years. The Democratic National Convention ended with fireworks instead of the traditional balloon drop, with Joe Biden now officially his party's presidential nominee. In an acceptance speech that emphasized faith, fairness and compassion, Biden tried to make a case to lead the nation for the next four years. Stephen Fabian has more. Fireworks lit up the night as Joe Biden celebrated the triumphant final night of the convention. With passion and purpose, let us begin, you and I together. His fired up speech is winning high praise today from an unexpected source, Fox News. Joe Biden just hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth. He did beat the expectations. Look at Donald Trump Jr.'s face. He wasn't expecting that. It was a passionate and personal speech, the strongest remarks yet of Joe Biden's campaign. ABC News chief congressional correspondent Mary Bruce says one highlight was this brave kid. 13-year-old Braden Harrington has a pronounced stutter. He says Joe Biden is helping him overcome it. We were members of the same club. We, we, we stutter. Braden talking about the personal connection he had with Joe Biden, noting that Biden essentially took him under his wing, you know, coached him along, gave him encouragement. And that's part of the broader political message, too, right? Democrats trying to show that Joe Biden is someone who can empathize, that he takes the time to connect with average Americans. Trump senior advisor Kellyanne Conway was also inspired by Braden. Way to go, Braden, she tweeted. But she wasn't as impressed by Joe Biden. It took Joe Biden less than two minutes last night to listen to Donald Trump. I was a little surprised with that because all week long we heard we want to unify. Good evening, America. There was plenty of star power. Julia Louis-Dreyfus was the night's MC. Oh, say can you see. Also there, the Chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, NBA star Steph Curry and his family, and John Legend. Really? Former presidential hopeful Mike Bloomberg's speech was overshadowed by, of all things, a fly that would just not go away. And we learn from Joe Biden's granddaughters that their pop is a secret ice cream addict. Eating it like in the freezer yeah. so that like, he my grandma doesn't the freezer. see. He's officially busted. I can tell you from spending a lot of time with Joe Biden out on the campaign trail when we were still able to travel around the country, no one loves ice cream like Joe Biden. The night ended with a bang as the Democrats attempted to capture the excitement and energy of conventions past. Looking at next week and the Republicans, what do you think they have learned from the Democrats in this process? Because this virtual convention's never been done before. But it will be interesting to see how it differs, what's similar, well, what ideas did they pick up on. In many ways, they probably benefit from being able to see how the Democrats tried to pull this off. It is not an easy thing to do. President Trump is also asking for fireworks at the Republican National Convention on the National Mall in Washington. He'll be giving his acceptance speech next Thursday night. And President Trump's former chief White House strategist Steve Bannon is free on bond today after being arrested and charged with using funds donated to build a wall on the Mexican border for his own personal benefit. Three others are also charged, including a triple amputee war veteran. We spoke with his wife, who's got quite a following on social media. Here's Les Trent. 
Hi, I'm Brian Colfage. Brian Colfage is an American hero, a triple amputee from the war in Iraq. But now with Steve Bannon, he's facing charges of fraud after allegedly living a lavish lifestyle from money donated to We Build the Wall. We've lived the way we've lived for many years. This is nothing new. Ashley is Colfage's wife, and today she's defending his honor. I would never think that he would do anything like that to hurt our family, to hurt anybody. Ashley is a social influencer with 250,000 people following her glamorous life. Recently, she posted this video to TikTok with her Range Rover. Here she is washing the family's fancy golf cart. According to the federal indictment, Brian Colfage is accused of skimming $350,000 to purchase a boat. The indictment also says money from the We Build a Wall campaign was used to pay for plastic surgery. She says that's not true. I think that that's nobody's business that I had plastic surgery, but it's not expensive. Like I can fund that with all the money that I make from the companies that I work for. Yesterday, the feds seized the family's Range Rover and a 40-foot fishing boat. It was a wild scene outside federal court in Manhattan when Bannon was released after posting $5 million bail. Bannon entered a not guilty plea. Now, this loyal wife insists her husband will be proven innocent. Anyone who actually knows Brian knows that he is honest. He always is has, if you give him, if he gives you his word, that that is truthful. Brian Colfage is said to be the most severely wounded airman ever to survive injury in combat. What was seen as a side door entrance to get her kids into college has resulted in a trip through the front door of a federal prison for actress Lori Loughlin. The former Full House star and her husband were sentenced today after pleading guilty to buying their daughter's way into USC. Lori Lachlan is going to prison. The Full House actress was sentenced today to two months behind bars and a $150,000 fine for her role in the college admission scandal. The hearing was held via Zoom. Lachlan was in her lawyer's office in California. The federal judge was in Boston. Okay, there's Lori. No photos or video were allowed. She's wearing a white blouse. She looks very serious. And right now she's listening to the judge. She's sitting next to her attorney. Her husband, fashion designer Massimo Giannulli, was sentenced to five months in prison and a $250,000 fine. Lori just started to speak. She started to cry. She said that she is truly, profoundly, and deeply sorry, ready to accept the consequences. Prison consultant Jen Meyer says it's likely Lachlan will end up serving her time at the federal prison in Dublin or Victorville, both located in California. As we know in Dublin, um, that is where Felicity Hoffman served her time, and she seemed to really receive a lot out of that. Um, I think it's a pretty, um, if you want to say, easy place to be. Um, you know, opposed to Abby, Abby Lee Miller, who ended up going to Victorville. And um, she seemed to get along pretty well there, too. It's just that Victorville has a little bit more drama and, and some violence that goes on. Meyer says Lori Lachlan should not expect to get out early. I think once she goes in, she, she has a chance to serve in close to that two months. Whatever time she serves, Lachlan should expect weeks of isolation from her family due to the pandemic. 
across the board, no matter what federal prison you're in right now, there are no visitors allowed. Lori, can you come to the mic? Had Lachlan and her husband gone to trial, they faced as much as 20 years in prison if convicted. Next. The woman who knocked on her neighbor's door. It's me. Why police are calling it a plot to kidnap a baby. And Daddy. 500 kids, one day camp. There you go. And not one case of COVID all summer. It's a miracle. What are they doing right that we can all learn from? Plus, the bride and groom who canceled their big wedding reception because of the pandemic. Wait till you see what they did with all that food. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Cops say it was a bizarre kidnapping attempt after a woman allegedly broke into her neighbor's home and tried to take her nine-month-old baby. Police say minutes before, she'd entered another home and tried to take a one-year-old boy. Zamra Cagliano reports the family's doorbell camera captured her entering the home. You are watching the beginnings of what police are calling a bizarre kidnapping plot. It's me. The woman in the ring camera video is knocking on the front door of her neighbor's house. It is 2 a.m. The location, St. Petersburg, Florida. Remarkably, she is let in after announcing her name. As if this was a friendly neighborly visit. Once she got inside the house, cops say the woman attempted to snatch a nine-month-old boy out of the arms of his 12-year-old sister. Fortunately, the child's mother had awakened, and cops say she stopped the kidnapping. The suspect, identified as 28-year-old Hannah Braun, is accused of leaving her two children at home while she allegedly tried to kidnap her neighbor's baby. She's charged with attempted kidnapping, burglary, and child abuse. And get this, a neighbor says Braun also tried to kidnap a year-old girl girl from his house on the same night. Police say Hannah Brown has no previous relationship with either family. Coming up, what one summer camp is doing to keep kids safe from COVID-19. You heard about those summer camps where kids have gotten COVID-19. Well, here's a place that's been doing it right. They've hosted at least 500 kids and not had a single case of COVID. This summer camp is definitely doing something right. 500 campers and 200 staffers have been doing all sorts of activities for almost two months. And not one has tested positive for COVID-19. It's nothing short of a miracle. Mark Transport is the co-owner of Crestwood Country Day Camp on Long Island, New York. Every single camper and counselor was tested for COVID before they came to camp. We temperature check every camper and staff member before they come to camp. The kids don't wear masks, but counselors do. Who wants to go swimming? In the pool, it's protective visors. <laughs> Special disinfecting patrols roam the camp, cleaning and mopping. And the kids routinely line up to get their hands washed and disinfected. Why do we clean our hands? Because of germs. Parties are strictly forbidden for the college-age counselors. If they were to go to a party and we find out about it, then they're going to be fired. You have to keep the kids safe and you have to keep the other counselors safe, so going to a party is probably not the best thing to do right now. It's something we all wish for. A COVID-free summer. We've done everything humanly possible to make that miracle happen. Music for you. When we come back, how COVID-19 enabled some newlyweds to share their joy. 
Finally today, what do you do with all the food when the wedding reception's been called off because of the pandemic? A bride in her elegant wedding gown, a groom in his perfect tux, serving food at a homeless shelter? Like so many young couples getting married, due to the pandemic, Melanie and Tyler Tapina had to cancel their big wedding reception with all those guests. They decided to carry on with their I do's in a scaled down ceremony in her grandparents' backyard. And then they gave back. Our biggest hope with all of this is just to spread the love. They brought all the catered food intended for their wedding guests to the city mission in Cleveland, Ohio, a homeless shelter for women and children. Great way to start a marriage. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. This is Stephen Colbert, here to talk to you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. For instance, if I'm talking to Tom Hanks for like 20 minutes, only 14 of that ever makes it to air because we just don't have time. And Tom's a jabberjaw. You know, he's a chatty Cathy. But it's all gold because it's Tom Hanks, and we put that on the podcast. We do. Yeah, that's value added. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.